All good. All right, boys. Tennis updates. Who watched last week? Tournaments. You guys see the Barcelona, Daniel Luca, Stuttgart, and um, what was the fourth one? Stuttgart was Iga. Daniel Luca was um, Lajovic. That guy's back in, man. Awesome. There's a guy to beat Djokovic there. And then uh, he beat Rublev in the final. And um, was another one. Barcelona was Alcaraz. That was a jumping in the pool. Yeah, the jumping in the pool. Uh, I all remember the fourth one because it was four of them. It was fun. Something very interesting. There was uh, you could have the same four winners from last year. Same That's tournaments. Same, f- same four tournaments. Same four winners. So uh, Alcaraz was a repeat. Iga Swiatek was a repeat. Um, oh, Rune. Rune, oh. Rune beat uh, Van der Zonschulp in the final. That was a weird ending. Again, with Rune in the middle of it. Um, and um, and then it was the Banya Luka there with... Rublev was defending that one. So it was almost... A four. A four. A four uh, yeah, a four-peat and four different... That's that's a cool one. Um, Barcelona was nice. Really nice. Some good good tennis. Even uh, even Banya Luka there was, was good. Iga Sviatik, I guess it beat uh, Zabalenka, right? You like to watch her? Yeah, she, yeah. she's... Uh, yeah. She, she, she she's a, rip the ball, she's a happy person off the court. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she can. She can, but Iga Swiatek, man, she is uh, oh, she's on clay. She's tough. She's just a so competitor. Tough. Yeah, she's yeah. mental. Do you know her? You know her nemesis. You know who that is? Rybakina. Rybakina beat her three times. Really? Yeah, yeah. Three times. She doesn't doesn't have an answer for her. Um, on clay. Every s- I think on hard. I think on hard. Because, yeah, okay. she beat at Australian Open. She beat at Indian Wells or Miami, one of those two. I think Indian Wells. And, uh, yeah, Indian Wells because Sviatek didn't play Miami. So, and Madrid this week? Yeah, so now Madrid, they expanded the tournament. It used to be a one-week tournament, and it's uh, they made it a 10-day one. It's, it's ladies and, mm-hmm. and the guys, yeah. So that's a good one. So good tennis. Yeah. And go ahead. No, go ahead. I think they expanded the draw to 128. So they started qualifiers on Monday. That's big. And the main draw started not a Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, that's big. Vavrinka won a three-setter yesterday versus um, uh, Maxine Cressy. 7-6 in the third, I think. Yeah, I think that that's what was the score. That's a, that was a good match. And there were some good ones happening now. I mean, we could put someone now here, but... What do you think of Stan? Is he going to make a run again? I think he has one more run. I think he might have a quarter to a French Open. I think he, I think he could. Is that his best surface? I mean, he won. He won. I th- maybe, but maybe not now because he's older now. I don't think he... Because the, the, the clay court matches are more right. grinding. Yeah. But he won U.S., he won Australian, he won the French. And uh, yeah, the only one didn't win Wimbledon. I don't think his game is suited for that, no. but he could. I think he has a quarters in him. I think he, he he can. It'll be fun. It'll be fun yeah, to see him. It'll be nice. What's yeah. his age? Thirty seven now. And I think I just saw he's like eighty three. Is that where he is? Yeah. Ranked eighty three. I wonder where th- is thirty seven how in comparison one of the oldest guys on tour. I think is yeah. I think is there, especially in the top one hundred. Right. Uh I mean Djokovic is thirty six, Nadal right. is thirty seven. Nadal is and 38, no, 
37 and Djokovic will turn 36. Yeah. That's and Murray too. Right. Murray's 36. But other as than well. that core those core 3, nobody's up there. Uh the only one that's going to retire or did retire was uh or this is his last tournament is Feliciano. Feliciano oh, Feli. Lopez, Feli Lopez. Um on the double side is Mahout. Nicol Mahout's still yeah. playing. He's yeah. in that he's in that range. Um I'm sure there's a couple other ones but and they they extend now the lifespan of yeah. a player, which is the doubles. awesome. Mm. The doubles too, but even the singles, man. To have to have your you know number one in the world be thirty five. We had it since Fed yeah. was number one in the world, but still pretty, still pretty cool. <laughs> it's all the hyperbolic chambers and everything. Yeah, the eggs, doing, right? right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, they something to it. They'd, oh, there is. Well, Djokovic does that recovery, right? Right. Is, is uh, I think is doing it after every match. Yeah. He's injured too a little bit. I think his um shoulder cuz he pulled out of Madrid and Nadal said it's not 100% fit so he's not going to play. It's going to make for an interesting French Open if both of those guys are not 100% and they both have 22. Mm. You know, it'll be interesting but Alcaraz is Alcaraz and I mean yeah, if they hit one of those guys young guys on fire early. If they get deeper into the tournament, I think they know what to do they know there, what to do. and uh, yeah, I think I think on the lady side, I think it's going to be a battle too for the French. Shriatek is a, she's got to be the fave. She's a favorite, but then you have Zabalenka, Rybakina, you have now Clay. Man, you never know. You never know. It's also the risk of injuries higher too, the slipping and sliding and all that. And um, what do you think American players on on clay this year? They're gonna they're gonna break the the curse? Yeah, well, was that second round? That was for a while. I think they made it deeper. I think we can look it up, but I think last year was I'm not sure if Tiafo or somebody they 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 made it deeper there. They could, they could. I mean, Fritz was doing okay on clay. He did all right in uh, what did he do? Semis? Yeah, I in think Monte you Carlo. Are, you are yeah. seeing more yep. multi-surface players in the U.S. now, right? Which is good. Which is awesome. Where they used to be strictly kind of hardcore, hardcore players coming up, but now I think you are seeing more multi-service players. Well, I think it's the right thinking because you're not, you can't be world number one if you're, right. if you're, if you're not comfortable on on all surfaces. You Correct. just can't, right? Yeah. At, th- at this point, yeah, it might be later on when all those guys, the overall guys, but Alcaraz can play on everything. It, on grass, it's getting there, but and he can play hard and clay, and those two are like. <coughs> Super fast. I mean, um, I mean, all, all the other ones. Obviously, they can do everything. Medvedev is tough because he cannot do clay too good. But he he made a run to the quarters last year, I think. Quarters, or maybe he was injured last year, had a surgery. So I think he made it to quarters. I think he can end up world number one this year. I, th- I think I think he's the first one in points. Right now, That's, yeah, he's won four tournaments. I can check, but I wouldn't be surprised. But I mean, when you play as much as he does, you know. But does he have big points to defend? No, that's the thing. That's that's the thing. All those guys do. Plus. All those guys do. It's a big plus yeah. for him then. Um, Djokovic has a bunch of points at the end of the season uh, to defend because he won the mas- the Masters the, the year end. He won. Uh, he lost Paris in the final to Rune, but he won another one there. So he he's got some points. Um, and then Alcaraz. He also does have points to defend towards the end. I think Paris and he didn't play year end either. 
So he he could he could he could do good too. But he has to defend uh, U.S. Open because he won last That's year. That's big. That's big. And I'm not sure this year if they're gonna do. We can check that. I'm curious if what is Wimbledon doing with the Russian players and if the ATP is gonna uh, gonna allow because last year there's no points for Wimbledon. No points. They announced uh, a couple weeks ago that they're allowing everybody in. Good. Wimbledon. They, got, they, they yep. got a lot of crap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got I, a lot of crap. I mean, it was huge. Yeah. And by the way, Medvedev's on uh, 5,200 points compared to Djokovic at one at 7,100. No, no. Uh, don't don't check the, the 12-month. Check the uh, race to race to Turin, like the, the live rankings for this year. I think he's... Uh, it's what yeah, it's what he did this year. I think he might yeah, be ahead. he's he's number one. He's number one, yep. right? Yeah. And and by a pretty considerable margin. Yeah. He's at thirty two hundred, Novak's at twenty five hundred. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's got a lot of yeah. He's ahead. He won he won that tournament. He won like three tournaments. No, four tournaments. Final. Sorry. Three tournaments won. Final Indian Wells when he got trashed by Alcaraz. He wins Miami. So that's yeah. That's big. That's a good run right there. Mm. That's uh that's a good one. Um, yeah, so that's some good some good matches. I didn't check who's going to happen, what's, what's going to happen tonight, but it's nice. Um, on, the, on the coaches there, the big, big coaches that we, we'd like to hear what they have to say, um, Cahill is making a move, good move with, with Sinner. I think he's doing some good, good job with, with his team. And um, Moratoglu is he's he's solid. He's very solid. He's yeah. He really is. And both he he started the game, man. He's he's both on um, women's and men's side. He's 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 in tune. He watches those guys. He's he's technical. He's hands on. It's good. I think Cahill's mind though is just something to to emulate to study. Way that guy sees the game, man. And um, yeah, there's a couple others too that I might not. And then the big uh, going back to the ladies one, the Shviatek, she openly for the past few years that she's struggling with a mental strength. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She says that that's that's part of her team. And on the other hand, your girl Zabalenka says she doesn't need one because <laughs> <laughs> the Australian. She's like ah. I just have to figure out things myself because she had that. Uh, I guess everybody's different. See, but I I love that. Like I uh-huh. I feel like that's that's the way to do it, at least for me. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's a little different, but everyone's yeah, different. Yeah. I I love the idea of just like figuring out your head by yourself. Well, it goes back to that discussion we had about allowing coaching. True. Right? Were you here for that one? What's your thinking on that? Allow it. Changeovers or all the time? Where does it lead? Where does it lead to if you allow coaching? It's it's allowed now. Yeah, you can talk to them in their bo- when they're in your box. Mid mid game. Yeah, if you're on the same side of the court. Same side. I think yeah. it's terrible. Just well, my opinion. Yeah, that's 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 half the game, right? The mental aspect of it. That's, that's Get, getting getting out of your own way and trying to figure it out on your own. Yeah, I think changeovers. Mm, I'm fifty-fifty on that. Between sets, I don't think that's. I, I think that's fine. What if they're going to allow it? 
we we talked quite a bit on that, but let's let's touch up on again because my my thinking there was that this is the beginning of it, and it doesn't make a difference now. But if you fast forward this concept two, three, f- four years, now you end up having people that give you live stats, like on on hit to his back end four shot. Like so, now you're having oh, of a course. Mach- a machine there yeah. that doesn't think. So what he's saying, like figure it out on your own. The mental part, you'll you'll have a coach in your head, kind of like it's going to be gone. Yeah, you don't need that part. So you don't have to think. Yeah, the you don't have to think, but you still need the you need mental to strength to follow whatever you're being told. Yeah, the yeah. point is, he's not going to have one guy figuring it out. You have a bunch of other brains on it. Kev had a good point that it it might make it for a very very good product. You know, like look how many coaches you have in football, man. Right. Imagine that in 15 years in tennis. Did he have stats guys on the top? Yeah, I don't know. No, I th- I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm saying that it could lead to that. No, it, it definitely could lead to that, but I I don't think you could compare football to tennis. <laughs> to some extent. Well, how about how about high school to ATP? Like, obviously, there's a big leap there, but in yeah. high school, you can coach your players on changeovers. And right? Davis Cup. You you you're actually allowed to coach in the new league that my school is in. Same game, in same game. game, in game, in between points. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're allowed to. But those well, guys are doing it too. Well, what do you what do you feel like the value of of that might be? It's it's a young mind, and they're just they're just still yeah, developing. So yeah. I I think at that age, at a junior level, I don't I don't even care what level at a junior. I think it's very important. That's that sets it, and then when you're mature enough if there's like an age limit or anything but i think that's when that's supposed to kick in and you're supposed to be able to figure it out on your own mm-hmm. piecing the physical and the and the mental part together that's that's a huge thing we always talk about yep. at our clinics one person can do it physically one person can do it mentally the good ones can can do both or can rely on one or the other if the other one isn't working and what you were saying is like Sabalenka wants to figure it out on her own so she's trying to get mentally strong on her own, who knows yeah. if it's who knows if it's gonna work? But I mean, if she wants to spread an open, I'll sign up for that. So, <laughs> yeah, no, you you bring a good point there. It's, it's like to what level is you helping out? It's just at what level that's now not becoming an individual sport. Correct. So that's that's I think where where the line is, and I, I right, you you kind of want to be impartial there and I, you like the old school because that's where you're used to it but I'm not sure if it's better or not I think it's just going to lead to I mean you were saying that too right it's going to lead to some some changes for sure um, yeah I don't know but with the juniors I agree with the juniors I agree because they, they you need they, they need to figure out ways of, of doing it on the spot so that's that's but it, it's been happening with the juniors been happening because you have coaches or parents talking and changeovers yeah um what do you guys think of um, shifting to juniors a little bit? What do you think in today's day and age the talent pool looks like? Your average your average walking on a tennis club is where's the athletic ability of that average kid in comparison with 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago? Like physical attributes? Yeah. kind of all over the place. I, I don't think there's one trend. Mm, you don't? From what I see. 
What do you think, Alfred? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think. I think probably average average person coming in, it's lower, but the height of the top is higher. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm that's saying? E- so yeah. like, ceiling. So somebody who walks in, that's average. Average is a little bit lower than it was mm-hmm. years ago, right? But the the top of the of the spectrum is higher than it was what years ago. Do you think that's because the sport is pushed to a higher limit and then the requirements and the tools that you have to develop earlier? Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. 30 years ago, topspin was not necessary right, to yeah. a junior, but now they have to do right, that, so now yeah. their game evolves. Yeah, evolves. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I, my opinion is that their athletic abilities are not as cultivated. Right, it's yeah. not, a, not there, They're not as cultivated right now because of the phones and tablets. Because that time they spent on the phone and tablet 15 years ago was spent, spent on outside on running. Class, whatever it is. Yeah. Learning to fall, to yep. throw a ball, to get up, to change directions, to chase each other, all that stuff. That it's not, it's there, it's just not cultivated. Correct. So it's not like, oh, they, yes, they cannot run, but in, you can see it in two, three weeks. They start picking up. So the athletic ability is there. I think, just don't think it's, you know, fed enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's the way I look at it. Um, Kind of piggybacking off that, what I had for Larry here, I wanted to talk about the importance of playing on a high school tennis team compared to those that choose not to and go the individual route to yeah. tournament play only and skip their high school season. That's a good point. Like what what That's are the benefits point. of playing on the team? What are the detriments of playing on the team? Why? What's the benefits of playing in the tournament? That's what's a good one. The, you know, because I feel like, now you see it more than ever where kids are choosing not to play play the team aspect yeah. Yeah. and are relying on whatever the USTA, the UTR tournaments that they're playing. Yeah, it's a broad subject here. What right. do you think, Laro? I mean, I mean, we've had conversations about this, Dolphy. I, I'm on the end where it's important to be on the high school team. Mm-hmm. And you could supplement it with yeah, yeah. tournaments. I think going the full other way... I think I think I mean besides tennis ability and the experience, I think it's more of the social aspect. I think that's that's a major part that a lot of these high level juniors forget about. And it's funny because the goal of some of these high level juniors is to be on a college tennis team. That's a very good point. And yeah. they Correct. choose to offset any team aspect yeah. before that, right? So yeah. How does that right? Like, if your goal is to play Division One tennis or whatever it is, high level mm-hmm. team tennis, but you choose not to be on a team in the the stages that lead up to that. Yeah, it's it's definitely definitely a good point. I, I see both ends, yeah, and I think it's case by case on the division and right because if you have somebody that's on a really really high level, but their town, their high school. Right. They're getting nothing out of practice. It's it's in a yeah. So I I I don't disagree to some extent the fact that oh I'm so focused on tennis I don't want to do it, but at the same time being part of the team is so important because it's not just about winning it's about being with your peers and you know helping when they lose and cheering you on when you win so you become a little bit more well-rounded human which is I think it's a massive point um, that goes beyond your tennis career 
so it comes down to time you know what's do you have the time to do that or not because it is it's, i mean how much do you drive every day man in, in your matches no that's a time commitment so it's huge you, you see both ends of it yeah i i would i lean towards playing a team be part of a team i do too help others if you're good if you're high level help others whatever you can it's gonna it's gonna develop in a better person correct you know yeah yes you're not gonna win your five tournaments but you know what is it we always talk about this if as, as a as a college coach I I, w- I would look. I'm not mm. a college coach, but I will look. Okay, was this guy part of the team? Because I'm looking also for the human part of it. Like is is he a good team player? Because that can affect the entire team dynamic. Right. Easily. That's that's important too. Uh, like we have some of our girls that they win all the time, but they they could play tournaments, but they choose to play on a on a team. A team. Um, because. No, they're part of something and they built on something and they want to. So that that's that's nice. Mm. But when you when you're thirty five and forty and fifty, you you want to look back and talk with your high school friends that. Hey, remember that time we won the championship? Remember that time like we got beat? <laughs> that's, I think those are the moments that that are important. How many wins and losses, man? That goes away. That washes off, and nobody cares. In the long run, yeah. Nobody can right. long run. No. But no, nobody's gonna ask you. But what was your record in high school? Did you have fun in high school? Did you have how many friends did you make? And uh, you know, are you still hanging out with those people? I think that's important. Yeah, that's, that's a good that's a good point, Alfie. It's um. But again, goes to what do you? What's the goal that you put? And we talked last time for that kid. What's the pressure? Do you train him to be so goal oriented that gives up every like social aspect? the competitive one and I'm not sure if that's helpful correct I mean if if you get really into it and you know what's the percentage of high level juniors playing competitive college tennis and then making the tour no and and that that's, that's where a lot of I think it's either the junior or the parent they have that sort of pipe dream that my kid might have a chance to crack it. And there are parents that have that. So let's I'm split it open. because that's. I'm not going to name names, but there's one parent here. Yeah. That's the fork in the road right there. See? So right there. If the like kids wants it, I think you're right. Then let them do, enjoy you what go. you want to do. Correct. If the parent wants it, it never works. No, it doesn't. It never works. You might think that you imprint your wishes on them and they listen to you and they if they don't want to do it you're done mm. you're done yep you're done as a as a player as a parent that's not that's not the right thing I don't know at least in my book don't if they want it let them have it because they want something they're going to focus on them and they'll do it I mean we know parents <laughs> if they don't want it they're not going to do it correct or they'll do it but they're not going to give 100% Right, that's that's such an important part to to understand as a parent of of not supporting but not pushing. Right, the those those, it, supporting. those yeah, yep. support whatever they do, encourage, you know, encouraging a tough a tough moment and and walk them through and disappointments and losses and cheer with them on victories, but not uh, when you make them do stuff. Man, there's so many stories. Like this, this is a story that is stuck with me. Um, a 
play this kid. He was two years younger than me. He ended up being a very good player, but he ended up stopping too. I was 14, he was 12. Um, we played. I had one of those good days. I spoke before when I had a really, ba- really bad day. This was a really good day. Um, it was all no. It was whatever. The dad put that kid in the trunk of his car. I was like, you mm. played like a dog, you know, ride like a dog. Dude. I still remember the same, everything in that scenario. I'm like, what is this? You know? That's, that's child abuse number one. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that's, but, man, how's that kid gonna, he's 12. He'll, he'll remember. He, he plays somebody older than me. Older than him. And me in two years. He beat me after that, man. He, and two years later, he was just like, I'm like, okay, remember when I beat you? Oh, no. That was my <laughs> win of him. That was it. Because I didn't beat him after that. But, come on, man. And of course he stopped. Of course, as he got to the age when he was well, ready to. He's just like, no way, man. I'm not doing this. This is not, this is not what I want to do. It's, but you see so many of those, those, those cases. And, and it's, um, it's the parents trying to implement their, their wishes, right? Correct. And the kids in this college players doing jumping in ATP what's your what's your what's your take on that you know what I mean like play play like college and then play professional amateur. tennis no play college oh, and, and a and higher then, level yeah oh, play yeah. college and then, and, and then and then commit to yeah. cuz that's i hear it pushed and i don't buy it i hear it pushed that it's so good to go to college cuz you can still make it i think you're losing 4 years mm. might go to college one but then you got you, you cannot jump on a tour at 22, man. You can, but it's rare. Isner did it. Great for him. McEnroe dropped after two years. He was at Stanford two years. And it, it, you cannot lose the two years of beat Yeah, those downs. are two, two years probably of your prime, too, that you're really yeah. physically getting yeah. better, right? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, I think it's harder for sure at that top, top level um but for me personally like i didn't really have the the um the like foundation of any or of any of my tennis skills until i went to college that was the yeah, first so you're that a was, different you know, stage of development you know, yeah, I, obviously i was That's a good point. ATP yeah. player but i didn't have ex- access to play inside five days a week when i was growing yeah. up yeah. I was lucky to get inside one day a week you know what i'm saying like <laughs> no se- like yeah. seriously yeah. so College was really where I started to I I got some of those um got some of the the stuff I needed to to build my game and that's yeah that's where I thought I saw the biggest biggest jump of of ability of mine of going mm-hmm. forward that's probably where I made the most progress because I was that's accessible to strength and conditioning never did that in high school right yeah I I had access to to come in here whenever I wanted for free you know yep. like. Yep. I didn't. I didn't have that when I was growing up. I would hit with my coach one time a week inside. You know, like yeah. So it was kind of the first time I was really able to to get everything out of playing five, six, sometimes seven times a week. Whereas before, yeah, I'd hit with my buddies, but I didn't have that that training mentality. Right. This is definitely, if you, especially in the college, that it's it's definitely a very very good opportunity to train and improve for yeah. sure. It's just like you said. It's like what, yeah, yeah. What's, what's the level, level what's there, the level right? For me, you? I knew I wasn't, I wasn't going to the ATP tour. Yeah, but for, right? like for what but you want, yeah. I got the most out of my four years because yeah. I was putting the work in and had access 
to everything that they gave me, right? Like yeah. strength and conditioning, court time. They definitely get you to a level, coaching, yeah. right? That I didn't yep. have, right? Like yep. my high school coach was a, a soccer guy that didn't, you know what I'm saying? So it was just totally, totally yeah. different mindset, the strategies and stuff I learned from. from were you guys doing uh, soccer warm ups for your tennis practice? Oh, we were doing. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a good, very good point because it will get you. It will uh, it will definitely raise your level. Yeah, will it raise it enough to play at the highest right. level of professional right. tennis? It might, but time wise, yeah, you are. You it is. You, you're behind a little bit. I also think professional tennis men. It's um, the suffering, the grind is so important. I think that's I think that's the key point. You need it, to. It's, it's, you need to be able. You call it suffering, but you need to be able to experience the the tour aspect. Yes, the losses, the and, disappointments, and, and yeah. not being. I'm not going to say it. You know, being coddled by your team aspect yep. in college. Yeah, yeah. You need. You need to you're, be. Able you're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna go ups and downs with your coach and yeah. your your teammates. When you turn yeah. professional, it's you. And your team, your coach, and whoever, when you lose, it's that's it. You're by yourself. Yeah. And I think th- that's the building parts that you're talking about. Yeah. Where you lose those two years at the age of 17, 18, right. 19, 19 yeah. that all these other kids, especially from not the Americas, that Euro- are that Euro- are Europe doing South that because yeah. that's more yeah. stressed and pushed. So they're ahead. They're ahead. It's like they're. It's like that's like their minor league system. Yes. Lot, the U.S. is sort of using college as their minor league system, and as much as I'm for college, it's you can look at the numbers; it doesn't work. Exactly, it just there doesn't are, there work. Are, there are facts. success stories, but correct. Yeah. And I think women's to men's ga- men's game, I think it works even less in the women's game. That's a yes. very good. Point. You know what I'm like? You're you see right. Coco Goff, she's 15, 14 years old, correct? Making it to that's the quarter a very final, good point. Quarterfinals of the U.S. Open, the yeah. men's game, you can't do that. If you're no. 14 years old, you're not competing with that's anybody. That's, yeah, because you know it develops sooner. So I, think, yes. I feel like the women's game, skipping out on is even more is, important. Is more important if you want to yeah. go tour, right? WTA. Yeah, I, don't think, yeah. I don't think right now that I can think of uh, Danielle Collins, late bloomer though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, numbers, right? So what, you have five in the top 100? I don't think it's five, but let's say five. The finish four years of college. Right. and the Four years. I mean, any, <coughs> I think in, across the board in any professional sport, to go four years in college is going to put you at a detriment. Yeah, other than Isner, yeah. What other, what yeah. other sport are you going to go four years in? You could still be good in basketball. Football too, Football. right? Football, yeah, but that's later. But one and done was made in basketball. That was, yeah, but you could, you I mean, yeah, you could be good. I, but I, th- I think the numbers are bigger. Yeah, there, even yeah. baseball too. Yeah, a little bit bigger, but th- I think it's more the individual sports. Yes, and it's it's also mm. the nature of it. Yeah, what I what I believe is extremely necessary, extremely necessary for any player that wants to be. They have the capability, athletic capability of, of becoming a top 100. You need to go and grind and suffer and sweat and bleed on the clay in South America or Europe. Yeah. You need to go there 
the amount of players that you never hear of and the leagues that those guys have there and how the point is that much longer. So it keeps you in that competitive... It, the, the average point in, in clay is probably... I don't know. I'm actually that's an interesting stat. I don't think I could ever find that, but it's probably double. Right? If, if, if on a hardcore, the average hit is like three... I would say the average in clay could be six or five, and that's massive. Yeah. That's a massive difference, right? Yep. You need to hit those three, four extra balls a point that develop your your yeah. mind. I think the clay is just necessary. It's a must. <laughs> you might be able to go around it, and you might be able to make a top ten without it, or even number one. Like look at Sampras, you know, he did it. Uh, but he has to win everything else, right? Sampras got to what semis? That was the best he got, right? At the French, yeah, yeah, semis. Semis, right? Yeah, that's uh. He wanted that one. He wanted that one so much. What What do you think? Uh, like the professional men or women, how much time are they attributing to each surface? Yeah, I guess I guess it depends. Yeah. I don't know. Like if you're a specialty in clay, you're gonna spend more time on clay. If you're spe- right, is that how they do it? Yeah. Or and then they just prime up for the the clay season when they need to, and yeah, the, what the switch is and right. everything else. Yeah, I think over time they find their their easy, you know, easy buttons yeah. to get there. But yeah, I think they do train per the surface they play. One thing that spe- speaking of surfaces is very important to keep in mind. It's interesting how grass right has grass has a uh, grand slam the most prestigious Grand Slam of all uh-huh. in Wimbledon. They don't have any Master 1000s yeah, on grass. that's crazy. And the season is the shortest. So the most prestigious of the Grand yeah, Slams the has the shortest preseason and a few amount of tournaments on that surface. Isn't that crazy? It's not like, you know, you, you talk about the Masters 1000s that, you know, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic have and so forth. Federer's clearly a grass court, grass court guy, but you can't win any Masters 1000 on, on grass. On grass. Because it's not. <laughs> Zero. That is interesting. Right? Um, but I don't know. I don't know how it was. I guess I guess three of the four Grand Slams were played on grass at some point. I think they're all on grass, other than the f- uh, French Open. Correct. Isn't that the interesting? Australian Open was played Australian on grass. Australian was grass and, uh, <laughs> and flushing. Yeah. Yeah, they used to play grass. What, the, the country club in Long Island, whatever it was called. Oh, they had it at flushing. There was grass courts there. Was there. grass? Yeah. I thought they had it somewhere I else. I know at some that. point U.S. Open. Check that out. I think, uh, uh, check out the last year the U.S. Open was on grass. I think it was a time and all three of them were on grass. And now it's just have one. And obviously all the pre-tournaments would have been on grass. Because Longwood had a tournament too, right? Yes, Longwood did. Newport has one. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were they were. Last time the U.S. Open was played on grass was 1974. Where? Yeah. Uh, from 75 to 77, it was on clay. And wow. And ever since it was on hard true, right? And and since uh, 78, it's been hard. What was the venue for the last grass? Mm, yeah, that's. It's interesting how the all the surfaces are changing, and we did. <laughs> what was it? Medvedev was was complaining how slow Indian Wells was. Flushing, flushing, right? Yep. Flushing, right? On grass. 
Yeah, yep. grass. They had a grass court. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Um, um, I'll get into a little bit into our nitty gritty of, of teaching and important parts of teaching. And I start with teaching in the industry. We've been doing this for a little bit, Larry. Dolphy's on our heels, and Els right behind him. I'm gonna be overtaking you soon. <laughs> but it's right. What do you think is the key to 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 stay teaching successfully in tennis? My personal opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I think staying connected to the game, and that doesn't necessarily mean following the players on the tour. I think staying connected to the game physically. That's that's playing. That's, that's important, yeah. I think that's huge. And I I know I've had talks with, with Dolphy over there. Is I think you have to have a little bit of that competitiveness in you playing yourself personally. Yeah. Whether it's with your buddies, contract, whatever, playing league matches, throwing in a tournament here and there. I think that only makes your teaching mm. better. You always talk about information. I'm still gathering information on yeah. when yeah. I teach. Every single time I'm on the court, all the time, when I play a match, I'm gathering information. Oh, this is how I can convey this to that lesson. You got to test concepts. Yeah. It's always changing. Yes. There, there, there's, not, there's not a guidebook or a textbook that says this is how you teach the forehand. Yeah. This is how you teach the It's all experience. No, 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 you cannot. Yeah. And it's all you cannot how, make it up. And yeah. it's all how you relate to your lesson yeah. too. You can't teach a forehand to two kids the same way. Yeah. The way you convey it. The technique part, but how you convey it to those people. Well, I think you gotta enter their brain that, to see how huge. they perceive. Yeah. And and if you don't yeah. have that personality, you can't be a good teacher. Yeah. What do you think, Dolphin? Uh, I think point, Larry, yeah. my f the first thing that comes to my mind is like schedule wise, not being too repetitive. So not doing the same lesson, the same group over and over. Like the way I like to set up my schedule, I like to have some beginners. I like to have some intermediate. Stay I like to have some high yeah. level. Yeah. I like, so now around the clock, right? You're, you're working different things yeah. all the time rather than you only hit with high level juniors don't you're gonna you're gonna lose your mind don't like become that, a right? niche guy right. yeah. don't that's a very very important part you don't want to restrict yourself to a one type of clientele right. yep. to a one type of demographic yep. to a one type you just can't if you want to stay because otherwise you just it's the repetitive stuff yep. and if you're not creative in what you do and how you teach right, you have to be you have to like it you have to constantly try to improve yep Right, it's it's and and try different concepts, and test it out with different groups. Work with different people. Different people. Right. See how they receive the same information that you try to. I think that that's the biggest challenge. Just just not to. Because our freaking ego and our brain wants to find the easy way. The easy way is like, ah, oh, I'm just gonna do this type of teaching. But then, you end up just. Not challenging yourself, not not enjoying, enjoying anything that, that, that you do to produce because you've done it before. It's not a new challenge. Uh -huh. And just you become just flat. Then if you look at that clock mm -hmm. for too long, <laughs> now you dread your day. And now you're done. 
it's yeah. it's just yeah constant constant problems like i heard this a few weeks ago and it was kind of what we talk about you have to be an infinite player an infinite player in playing meaning that it's the the game never ends like what you said about playing you can always but there's things that i stopped doing that i was doing 15 years ago playing just because they don't apply anymore mm-hmm. and there's things that i wasn't doing 15 years ago that i'm doing it now like all everybody else so that's that infinitive player concept that's such a good concept same thing with coaching man. like our coaching has changed so much it's not that it was different then or better then or better now i think it's just different layers to it you just okay well let's try this now let's try look how many times we change those workshops to kind of figure out what's the right pathway of presenting it like and they're all good yeah it's just like oh maybe this is easier so you, you always adapt so i think that's being an infinite player in both playing and and coaching is it's big man and challenging yourself and God damn it, you gotta like it. Otherwise, you sp- you, sp- you spend like a lot of time. You don't want to waste that part of your life. And more not, than not half your time. It. Yeah. It's more than half your time. Yes. That we're doing. Yeah. As a career. Teaching a junior, right? Developer or adult, doesn't matter. A stroke or a concept. What do you think is the one of the ways, not the best way, because it's no best, but of having an implementing in the match. What's your way of being like, all right, look, we just we just learned this new forehand. We just fixed this one part of your forehand. What do you tell them? When is time to how do you apply it? How do you build them up towards okay, you can now trust it in the match. Or you let them do that. I mean for me on the on the opposite side of it, like because I turned my whole game on its head the past like year and a half or so, like that's beautiful. Like if I'm going into playing even like a practice set and I'm thinking about my technique, then I'm screwed. Like it's already over. It's done. Yes. Right. So if I can get to the point where I've practiced something, hit like a thousand balls on the ball machine, done it, you know, just repping out cross court rallies, whatever. And I don't have to think about it, then I know I'm good. Right. But if I have to actively change something, but that that's what I'm saying is like what's that pathway right of going there because you do and this everybody's different right but you do learn a skill because that's what you do you teach a skill and you want to be able to one do it in an isolated scenario when you're feeding or draw feeding and then live ball with you when you have the person thinking focusing intrinsically on just that one thing so their mind is inside. We did this on Monday in practice, right? So your mind is, is focused on that skill or the pattern they try to develop. And then in a match, your brain has to shift because now you're playing other people and your mind has to be focused there and you cannot be in two places at once. So what you're saying there is, is, is very important because I think it comes, it, it doesn't come a time. It comes a time as automatic, but you need to, whatever reps you need, for that shot to become automatic, they need to be implemented in. And then you need to allow yourself the freedom of really screwing it up in a match or at least a practice a match practice. In initially. If you have to think about it, fine, but ideally you want to get there without having to think about it 
so was your question what's the easiest way to do it right is, so is there an easy way to is it as a student or as a teacher as a teacher who, when a do teacher. you when do you make that yeah. decision to say hey you can try this yeah you can apply this yeah i mean my personal opinion and experience i think it's it's not a set time yeah like you say it's dependent on the player and the student mm-hmm. i think sort of the gradual progression that i personally make is you know we're given lessons and you're always constantly talking to them talking to them talking to them then you get to the point where it's like okay just make up a name bob now we're going to we're going to start playing some points out where i am not going to say one word and yep. i think that sort of gets them into a mat a match play where they're figuring it out on their own don't think about anything yeah let's just start playing and i think when i sort of get that feel where they're confident and they're not getting frustrated where they're making mistakes winning or losing doesn't matter yeah but they're actually trying to execute i think that's a telltale sign for me saying hey why don't you try this tomorrow in your practice without me yeah and those are the steps I feel, yeah, where you could sort of tell them, okay, turn the turn, and you could start doing it yeah. now trust on your own. Trust it, trust it. Yeah, yeah, I say that a lot in my life. Yeah. Trust it, trust the process. Trust it, and then be okay with not making it, and that's giving like, information when you, you have don't to do make it. mistakes yeah. to get better. Yeah, well, your your brain does the right when you develop habits. Your brain develops neurological connections there, and that's what it defers to automatically. Right, that's automatic behavior. That's what our brain does. You yeah. learn something, it's automatic behavior. So you do that, those pathways are so ingrained in you that especially if you change something, not if you learn something new, if you change something, you literally have to change tracks. Yeah. And that takes a longer longer than just learning something new. So I think that's 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 the biggest thing is like, okay, you you literally you're creating a different different pathway there. You gotta, you know, push and let it let it until it becomes automatic. And that takes a while. It does. Because your brain will revert for the longest time to what it has been doing. Whatever that is, whatever that that thing that you try to change is, and it is it is I think up to us to know when. When it's time to be like, all right, don't think about it, just do it. Correct. And let's see where you're at. Um, but it's it's I think it's the biggest challenge. I think it's the biggest challenge, especially when you change something. I mean, look how how tough it is later for a lot of even the top players to change a certain stroke. It, it's. Or learn a stroke. I mean, not now because most of them are complete, but not really, not all of them, to learn a, a, cor- a, a, a correct slice, right? Or a, like a really nice feather-like yeah. slice. That's that's hard for a lot of people because they haven't done it in this, this certain age where you learn those things. And um, I actually talk about, um, let's just talk about this. So maybe we did talk before, but I, on Thursday night I was talking to those guys and... Uh, what's the age you think where in average we did talk here right when a player um, cannot go past a certain level of four five five oh we talked about that right age age of learning like what I'm, I'm telling you right now you, you give me you give me a kid that's 14 he has the capability of becoming a five oh plus player you give me a nineteen-year-old, that becomes very, very hard. You give me a twenty-two-year-old, I can tell right now. You're saying they're starting. There's certain motions, and certain moves 
that you can only learn and develop successfully and efficiently as a kid. There's not you think about one player that picked up tennis after let's even, let's not even say nineteen eighteen because that's there's exceptions there, not many I don't think. That picks up tennis at twenty two, and they become a five zero player. Or better. And you don't think that can happen? I don't. I think it's no. I don't want to say ever. I think it's Larry as an example. Extremely right hard. Here. Yeah, uh, maybe different. You're, are you talking? Are you talking moving from different levels? Or are you talking about elite four five to five zero? Oh? Elite four five to like Shaz did. You know, they can do an exhibition. Like I'm talking. Yeah, whatever. The the line is just. I think it's a small percentage. Very small. It can happen. I'm not though. saying it's impossible, but it's, it's very I mean, small. I'm not talking about myself, but when Dolphy was saying his his best tennis was yep. learned in college. Yeah, well, but it was developed in college. I think he learned certain things, like your movement, your footwork, your your intuition. All I of think that. my best tennis was learned in my 30s. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, I, you're the one percent. I <laughs> think I got through my 20s by. I don't know, being a hack. I know, but you played in your teens, too. I did. There you go. But. You don't apply, guy. <laughs> so you're talking about a brand new yeah, kid. Yeah, so that's a beginner that oh. starts oh. up. Yeah. It's well, got to be That's Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I misunderstood the question. No, no. Nope, somebody did not, not developing your game. Dude, I, I've developed my game now, too, of course. Developing it, you pick somebody that has never played tennis before. Yeah, small percentage. I, th- I think I would raise that bar a little bit, that number. I don't know one. All my tennis life, I don't know one person that it was a five zero that picked up tennis. It's at funny. Eighteen. I, I do know one, and it's the guy who taught me how to play tennis at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a three sport at athlete, Division one athlete in college. Mm-hmm. He played soccer, basketball, and baseball. Okay. And picked up tennis probably when he was twenty four, twenty five. Four five five zero legit. That's the only one though that I know. You're right, small percentage, yeah, like tiny, tiny. Yeah. And you have yeah. and and you have to. He's probably one of the best athletes I've ever you ever met yeah. in my so life. You, have you know to, what I'm yeah. saying? You yeah. have to have. Yep. You have to be a crazy yeah. good athlete. It, to be it, able if to you're do. talking, but it's almost like you said that. I think he developed skills through soccer through yeah yeah. yeah so yeah. if you're during those those right. time of sport yeah, yeah. yeah. Com- common folk. Yeah. Right off the street, no athletic. I even go as low as 18. I'd say lower. Yeah. It's tough, man. I'd, I'd say high schooler. Yeah. Freshman yeah. in high yeah. school. Yeah, 14 so will be what more like 12, yeah. 13. Like 14-ish. I think that's where it de- you develop it. I think it's very different Three in other sports, stuff. too, though. Like Tennis is tough. one of the only. Yes. It's a very exact yeah. sport. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. There's plenty of golfers that pick it up in their you were 30s yeah, that's and yeah. they're a scratch you golfer, can. which is you the equivalent be, yeah, to right. a five zero. You know what I'm you saying? You were saying that. It was it's such a good point, but and, and that tells you because it's so many more variables right, in tennis. too many. Yeah, yeah. It, you're depending on speed of the other guy. In golf, you don't. Whereas yeah, golf stationary. is yeah, sta- yeah, stationary. Yeah, yeah. Stationary yeah. object. Um, the yeah, other ones are harder because you don't play them as adults as much. You know, like... Yeah. Like you don't go and play soccer when you're 40 years old, right? Like all the th- I mean some people do maybe, yeah. but no, those don't. those no, people don't. played when they were no, 10, you, you know. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't just decide, yeah. "Hey, I'm going to I'm going to pick up soccer yeah. at 40." Yeah. But you do see people playing tennis every day here. 
which is awesome. Yeah. Talking about age that you, you, you can yeah, still yeah. play mm-hmm. the sport. Of yeah. course. Right, which is so good. And when you hear him say, that, I want to get to a 5 0. Yeah. How can I break it to you? Age 50, 5 0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get there. It's so talking about age. <laughs> yeah. You just naturally right, gonna but age do you to 5 0. That's, that's <laughs> such a tough thing to do, yeah. isn't it? That's it's, how I'm going to get to be a 5 5. That's it. When I turn 55. <laughs> Five five. <laughs> I do, yeah. I, I, I just it, it's just dumb because like you you try to teach kids and adults and you hear you hear you because we all had through our teaching careers people like I I'm a I'm a four oh I wanna get to a five oh by this time and the guy's thirty something that's even that is like it's not gonna happen. It's not happening. I You're think forty, forget about it. I think Yeah. The other thing that w- the jump from a four oh to a four even a four five. Oh, that, that's the bridge. Like that's the bridge. Big. That's the bridge. It yeah. is like yeah. that's the that's the barrier, I should say. Yeah. That's you know, people max out there are a lot of four O's. There are not that many four fives out there. Correct. Yeah, and then and then it's just Right. And as it gets higher, yeah. obviously it's verified just verified air there, yeah. I think I could drop everything right now, work for a year on just my game and still probably not get to a four five if I wanted to. It's tough. It's hard because you need the matches. You need the, yeah. the hundred matches. Yeah. To, to advance point two five in levels. And I'm twenty. Yeah. No, you can do it. No, I can't. You can do it. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> I no, I I can't, and I know I can't. I I I think you do. Maybe if I started younger. No, I think you do. I think you do because you you have some skills. You you can get. Oh, it's just it will, it will be <laughs> just some. <laughs> well, you have some skills. You have a couple. A lot of people. You're good with producing. Don't have. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. yeah. Skill. I, can, I can click the mute button pretty well. And <laughs> that's that gets me to another point that the importance of match play. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. That is. There's no substitute for it. Right? I bet you Larry sees it at the best level. The kids that oh I've been taking lessons for five years haven't played a ma- and then they get out and play yeah. a high school match and it's like stroke wise they should be killing some kid right and then athleticism takes yeah, over and 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 the the human nature they right. play scared right. right yeah yeah and that's yeah. the biggest thing yeah. it's like you yeah. you don't have that experience you don't have that information yeah. in your head on how to handle that yeah. situation yeah yeah for sure man because you need to you need to go through anything like anything in life you need to go through a bunch of times to have a better understanding of it, of what it is, how, how can I deal with it? I've been down five two before. Right. I know that guy is nervous because I see him. He's nervous serving for right. the for the for the set. I know what I'm gonna do. You know, you can turn a match on his head just don't just with that yeah. one game. Yeah, just just by being like, I'm not gonna give him anything at this point. I'm gonna enter athletic mode, and everything goes over. Yeah. Beat me, and let's see where that takes you. And that's gonna mess with your mind. That's this just. But you need to be there. You need to do it a lot of times to. Right, because that's um, yeah, match play, man. It's it's you can. I always say that I I don't play for whatever. You know, you go through those streaks. You don't play for two, three weeks or a month or whatever it is. And uh, I can go hit. That's fine. I can get my timing back. But until I play six sets, I'm not asking anything of myself. I learned that over time the hard way. Yeah. Because it's not, I can't, I, I shouldn't. And the more right. pressure you put on yourself, the worse it yeah. gets, right? I can d- yeah, make yeah, the yeah. shot. No. No, 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 not yet. Not at that speed. Not in the match. Six sets after that, we can talk about this. Yep. Yeah, that's one of the most frustrating things for me now when I play is knowing what I 
used yeah. to be able to do compared to what I'm capable of now. But yeah, I mean, I know I'm still you, probably you capable of it, but, capable, yeah. but now I've lost so, so much time out there that it's much harder to get back. And I'd have to put, you know, X yeah, I, I think it's quicker to get it back than you think. Not back, but what you do lose is reaction time. Right. Yeah. The eye is not sharp. The brain is not those, those, those neurological patterns that we talked about. They're just, they're lazy now. Yeah. They're still there. They're always yeah. going to be there. So you just, yeah, you have to go and just do it and do it a bunch of times. I said it before, and it's Mike Tyson's interview, man. Uh, uh, he was on Rogan a, a while ago. You know, so he started back training, and uh, he was. Was he on mushrooms? Not on that <laughs> one. Not on that one. Did you see the one on mushroom when he was yeah. talking about it? Yeah. Um, but he was saying how it's like it's not the physical part that was hard for him. It's like the amount of time to make a decision. And he realized, or he knew all along, I don't know, um, that the, the less he's competing, the longer the time for him to make a decision on the spot, on the tenth of a second is. And the same thing for us. Yeah. We have to make decisions on tenth of a second based on what we see over there to recognize a pattern and go for the right shot. If you haven't seen it enough, you're not going to be able to do it. So th therefore, you can't expect to do it. Like I just gotta see this, and I don't care if I get blitzed, right? Isn't that because that's that's what match play is, man. That's why you see all those players. They sometimes don't have the best strokes, the ones club level, but they play a lot, and that that counts it's for true. a lot. There's gonna be a limit, right? Yep. The, your 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 technical limitations will stop you, but competitiveness, that's important. Physically too, to know what you can count on in your body. You know, then know that after an hour and a half, you're you're ready to go. Or not ready to go. <laughs> like, cramping now. <laughs> 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 right? That's uh um on the <coughs> we talked last time about the importance of the servant volley, right? And being the most important thing in doubles. And you've still you, you I remember that, yeah. You right now I wanted to talk a little bit about in doubles, um the supporting roles. The service partner and the returners partner. Right, the importance of that. And how you can you can affect the play just by positioning and just by readiness and sending the message that you're you're ready to play, right? We talk about all the time. But a service partner that's not ready there, close to the alley, uh -huh. or a service partner in the middle of the service box, low, ready position, it sends a different message to, to that returner, right? But adds a different pressure to that. That's such important. You do, you're so good. You're freaking so low there when your partner's serving. With your big calves, um, but right? Don't, don't I think that's that's such a the forgotten thing is not not the right way to put it, but not really pressed much of a point. The importance of those two. Same thing with the return, right? Because as a returner's partner, you can only hit the fourth fourth ball of the rally. Correct. And you tend to become spectator. You enter spectator yeah. mode. You watch the play. Th that's and that's the thing. I mean, the the term that Dolphy you know is like. Playing without the ball, yeah. yeah. I say that a lot in practices. Yeah. Like the two people that aren't physically involved in the point, you have to be aware, and you're playing without the ball. So your movement and what you are sending to the other side is super important. Exactly what you're saying. But yeah. those are the people that fall asleep. Yes. In club tennis. Yes. They just sit there and they're 
watching the ball, watching the ball, and then the ball gets hit to him. Like, oh, I didn't expect yeah. the ball to come to me. Well, you're not, you have to engage yourself mentally, one, but physically is the big one. You physically, physically yeah. get in there, well, then you, you are mentally. Message, right? Yeah, yeah. send the message. Send a different message to, to your opponents and, and what what you're ready for. Because, again, you see somebody on the other side that's on their heels and running backwards, you're confident. You see somebody yeah. that's ready to pick up your ball. You can keep it away from them. Now yeah. you're not so a little bit harder Correct. to deal with that, right? right? So same thing if you if you move and distract the player. And that's another thing, right? The importance of, of the your body movement, it's an object that your opponents, even if you're not the one hitting the ball on doubles, your opponents see your partner hit the ball, so there's the ball moving. This partner can move in, serve in volley or not. They're a point of focus. So now there's two points of focus. You can be the third. So you split their attention in three. That does something to that player versus server that stays back, this player that moves to the yeah. side. Now you have two stationary targets right. and a moving ball. Way easier for that player to to do whatever they want. Will they do it? Who knows? But yeah, that's a, that's a big one. I, I think... Serving volley, we, we we talked a lot, um, and the you know the focus on the return and then the, the supporting roles. I like to touch up on tho- those parts quite a bit, because um, how often the point doesn't go past four, right? We talk about that too. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and um, <coughs> and in the singles, Dolph, we enter your territory here, mm-hmm. right? Other than the footwork, which is obviously. It's singles. I feel like he, I would put that number one. If you don't have good footwork, yeah, you're not going to be a good singles player, right? That's you can be a good doubles player without the best footwork, not a great doubles player, but he cannot fake it in singles. And, well, that's the other thing. You can be. You don't have to be the fastest either if you have good footwork, right? So that's that's the most important. I was mm-hmm. never the fastest guy out there, yeah. but uh, my footwork took over. So now I'm to the ball before, before yeah. You know, so it's like. Well, that's it's also like the feel of the play, right? Your right. anticipation, and that goes yeah. into the pocket positioning right. where you're at. And but being ready, being having those yeah. muscles ready to go, right? Again, if somebody just picks up singles, man, I'll tell them like, if you when you're competing, focus on moving, split stepping, be in the right pocket position. Those should be your focus at the first ten matches. Correct. Nothing else. Yep. Nothing else. Whatever you do after that, find the pocket, be on your toes, make sure you do the correct shadowing there on a on the pocket and. Go go for gold. You want to come to my high school practices and say the same thing I've been telling them? <laughs> if they don't listen to you, man. <laughs> you mean not not tell them not to have the heels touch the ground and just yeah, pick the nose? Mute me, Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a lot of time. Uh, yeah. Some of that stuff is you have it or you don't, though. When you you yes. know like yes. Yes. It's tough to build that that type yeah. of stuff. You can work ladder drills, whatever it is, as much as yeah. you want. But it's either you yeah. you have the mentality to do it every time, or you don't. Yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true. And the, going to the mentality, right, of of um, competing, same thing. This first layer of um, of that in my book should be understanding that. You are trying to win at this particular game. You're doing the best you can. Do the best you can, right, mentally. Be okay with not succeeding. Mm-hmm. Be okay Correct. with not doing it. Be okay with, like, man, I felt Because th- that's information. Yeah. If you haven't done something, that's information. So be smart about it and take it as good information, not 
disappointment and whatever else that goes through your mind that that, that no it's okay i lost why correct there's exactly. an answer there that i can i can use to get better yeah right a lot of people when they compete they think it's it's win or nothing correct it's and that's wrong so it's much so info that yeah. you can get from a loss correct oh man yeah uh, you were saying Dolphy, right that's some of your best matches right you're like when you had to figure out you're losing you had to figure out stuff right yeah that's that's the that's the game figuring out making not yeah that's i think that's what elevates the the best players to the you know whatever yes. win whatever scenario it is club yeah. tennis professional tennis whatever it is it's being able to problem solve in the time that you're out there yes yeah right? well that's doing it after is one thing it's good right being able to problem solve it, after but being able to problem solve during a match is and you do it with your with your coaches yeah. they help you but at some point yeah you have to figure out yourself yeah that's if you if people would change the mental game to just that it'll be such a more pleasant experience. not that there isn't right because even you know the emotions of losing and winning that's right. powerful and they're good but if you'd be like all right what what happened there it's Let me take that information. Right. Give it to me. Correct. Right. I'm not a finished product. Yep. I'm never a finished product. So even if I win, there must be some things I could have done right. better. Right. Letting go of a loss after you learn that information is is the way to go. Like, yeah, you lost, but you beat me. Want to know? But I learned so much of what I need to work on. Right. That's right. So that is, I think that's the right method. I mean, yeah, you can be upset about it for a little bit, but then laugh and move on. Um. All right. You gotta go. Is it is it time for you or? Yep. Yeah. Ooh, it's time. <laughs> yeah, it is time. We're gonna. All good, man. We're gonna. All good, but that's good. We're gonna got an hour and five and seven, right? So where are we at? Hour eight. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, perfect. That's it. That's it's a good one. All right, fellas. Good stuff. Thank you.